3: This is Live Bet Saturday on v the Sports Betting Network. Welcome in. It is Live Bet Saturday. We are live from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Of course, keep a track of everything in Conference Championship Weekend and College Hoops. We have, uh, dare I say... A high-flying, high-scoring affair breaking out of the Big Ten. I'm just trying to speak it into existence. <laughs> yeah, yeah what do you exactly. Think? Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those who do not know or just joining us, I did bet this uh, Indiana-Penn State game over 139.5. So that is what I'm trying to get in there. In-game total, 141.5. So uh, I'm in. I'm in. I'm there you good. go. Lock there it you up. Go. All right, let's uh, welcome it. Dallin Cuff it was nice enough to give us some time today. Uh, a Swiss Army knife of sorts over there at ESPN does a lot of great stuff and just got done Calling a play-by-play in the Ivy League matchup uh, between Princeton was it Princeton and Penn that you were on earlier today, Dallin?
4: Yale, uh, both. We did Princeton and Penn. Yep. Just finished that and did uh, Yale, Cornell right before that. So, well, I mean, so both- how was it? Like
3: those are these are tournaments that are pretty unique. And what do you expect here for the Ivy League final? Because this is a um, this is a true home spot, correct?
4: Yeah, well, it's a rotational program. I don't agree that they do that, but this was a predetermined that Princeton was going to host. Now that i said Princeton.
3: Ooh, might have lost them. All right, let's get that reset here. But, this, yeah, this is going to be the interesting part, and we'll get the explanation from him as to why. Uh, but this is going to be a home game for Yale, I think, against Princeton here coming up in the Ivy League final. So always a great way to handle these sort of things. Why do you have a wry smile on Did, your
5: face? No, no. I was just I was doing the correcting my earpiece, and I'm like, where'd he go?
3: Oh, then, there, That's, there, that's there. why I
5: looked over at you, and I'm like, oh, okay. No, it's not just me. Got it.
3: Yes. No. No. It is not just you. <laughs> it's not just you at all. Uh, uh, all right. So we'll effort to get. I didn't realize down he back. Ca-
5: I called both those games today.
3: Yeah. Jeez. He gave me. Yeah. He gave me a look like I was wrong. I was like, great. Is he going to be like? <laughs> no. I was actually calling. You know. I got the Big West later today coming up out <laughs> no, there. No, in I Las heard about the
5: Yale game. I just don't know why I wasn't expecting he'd have to do back to back.
3: Okay. All right. So we'll get him back on the horn. But until uh, but we wait, because I'm not going to pretend to know what's going to happen in the Ivy League final yeah. between, uh, <laughs> yeah, between me these yep. two <laughs> programs. Uh, I want to get some insight there and in just what we're going to see a little bit later today uh, in terms of college hoops overall, because Dallin does a great job too. Yeah. Uh, let's update really quickly as we're kind of looking around at some of these lines. I wanted to hit something really quick and um, give us something in terms of a line update. Oh, we got Dallin back. All right, cool. Hey, Dallin, we appreciate the time. I wanted to, if we could, reset for our audience, uh, setting up the the structure here for the Ivy League and why exactly this is a true home spot coming up next.
4: It's a, it's a rotational thing. They did it uh, basically. This is only the fifth year of the tournament. It goes to different Ivy League institutions. I think it's ridiculous. I don't agree with that at all. Um, but that said, Princeton knew they were going to host. They were co champs with Yale. So that's who we have in the final. It kind of all worked out the way it should have. I'm very interested to see what they set that line at. Yale has owned Princeton in recent years, and they also beat them on their floor here in a wild comeback. They were down, I believe, 18. Came back and won that game in overtime by 10. Uh, so how they how they uh, handicapped this, I'm very interested by. I was shocked that Yale-Cornell line was minus six. I, I'm, I don't know how the hell that was possible. Cornell ended up losing by 20. And um, I'm very intrigued by what happens here tomorrow, but it'll be a lot of fun. Noon Eastern on ESPN, 2 for a shameless plug there.
5: There you go. Dallin, the jack of all trades over at ESPN, JVT. You'll see him on Daily Wager multiple days a week. He's calling games play-by-play. I only thought he called one today. You corrected me. We figured out he called both today. Um, Amongst other things, studio shows you do there, Dallin. What are the chances, regardless of who wins the Ivy League, any of these teams make a little bit of noise in the NCAA tournament?
4: The, the weird thing guys is to be honest with you the ivy really didn't play the year of 2020 2021 they lost the year because of covid um they didn't play the only league that did not play any games they also don't give you the extra year of eligibility to these schools why i say that is all these teams are still young um all four of the teams that played in this tournament and all the two tomorrow were bottom 40 in the nation experience they have talented players they've recruited at a high level the problem is they don't have a lot of guys that have been around the block and when you look at the big 12 where they got the average age is like 23 years old that's a problem. So I really don't think either one of these two teams are capable of winning. I think Princeton could better push a team, potentially, given how they space the floor and play. I say that when Yale makes shots, they're a better defensive team. So either one could push a team. It depends on what they're seated. I think a lot of bracketologists have Yale as a third team playing Indiana. That would be a bad matchup for Yale. Um, so I think the matchup is critical. Give them a year or two. When they get guys that are actually real seniors, and I think they'll be back to where the league was where, they was, where they were, when Yale beat Baylor in 2015. Harvard won the year before that. Cornell won in 2010. I think those are those, those type of things can happen again, but I wouldn't put it this year.
3: So, Dallin, uh, out of all the rest of the games that we have coming up later today, uh, I will give you the floor. Which is the game that you were most intrigued by from a, a betting perspective coming up later in college hoops?
4: I think it's Duke, man. Duke's hot, and they're playing really well. They, they really since – the, since the loss of Virginia, if you remember the, the late game no call on the block by uh, Filipowski, uh, they went to overtime to lose to UVA on the road. They've won every game since. I believe it's eight straight. They've looked more cohesive. They defended well. Their length is being more impactful. I don't think Virginia has the horses to beat them. And if it's a small line, I think it's two and a half. I saw, uh, before we tipped off our last game, If you guys tell me if it's changed. But I would take Duke. I would lay the points, two and a half points with Duke. I'm intrigued by them, by when they get to the tournament, who they're where they're going to be seated, because they do have some good non-conference numbers. They do have some questionable losses in the league play. So we'll see where the committee seeds them. But this looks like a team – that is playing at their best basketball at the best time um, with some young guys carrying the way with Jeremy Roach as the one experienced guy. So I think they just have more than Virginia can offer. I like Duke minus two and a half.
5: Yeah, Duke uh, about up to three, three and a half now, but a lot, mainly threes around there. So I think still playable. Two great college uh, college basketball minds, myself and uh, Dallin Cuff, both on Duke today. So uh, you know, you know, it's good to go <laughs> then. Uh, Jvt, uh, what about we got a big one, in Texas and Kansas later as well. Dallin, any thoughts on that game? I know it's going to be a tight one. We're all looking forward to watching. Uh, any thoughts on that one?
4: Actually, I'm going to play that live, guys. Okay. Uh, I think the line right now is, is two and a half or three. Again, I I'm not up to date with the latest right now, given the game. Yeah, I Kansas just did. two and but a half. Two and a half. Uh, why I want to do it that way is because the way Texas guarded them in their last regular season game, remember they played just a you know, week ago, they pressed full court, they took them out of their rhythm, out of Kansas, out of rhythm, and, and really made it hard for anybody to get in a flow, and they allowed Jalen Wilson to get off, but nobody else really stepped up. When, that, when Wilson has big days and nobody scores, when he scores 25 or more, I believe they now are three 3-3. and, three, um, and any other, When he's up below that, the rest of their record, they've got two, what, two other losses. Um, you get more contributions from other people. I want to see how Texas is guarding them. I want to see if Kansas can get in the flow offensively. If they can't get in the flow offensively, I'll probably play Texas right right away as I see that. If they do look like they're in a flow, if they're not pressing them, I think Kansas, in a game where they can control tempo, control the rhythm of the game better, they are a better team. And without Timmy Allen playing, which I don't believe he's supposed to play, is another problem for Texas. So I, I want to see how that plays out early, but my lean is to Kansas.
3: Uh, I'm laughing, by the way. Dallin can't see me, but uh, Miles Dredger just got called for uh, – we always say this, but I will say it. One of the worst blocking calls I've <laughs> ever had, I think I've ever seen. It was fantastic. Uh, Dallin, well, let's go to late night tonight. Uh, before we get to the game itself, big picture, how, how, how perilous does this get for UCLA because the injuries are starting to take hold here, and when you get cluster injuries like this so close together, uh, with a team that's got some pretty, pretty big aspirations, it's obviously pretty tough. How bad is this, do you think, for UCLA in terms of winning a title?
4: I think it's huge. I was already concerned with Jalen Clark. Guys, let me back up. I was concerned before Jalen Clark because I thought their, their issue with being able to score the ball was, was problematic. They're an elite defensive team, but they then don't, you know, they can really get stuck offensively, and they needed to rely on that elite defensive times to generate offense from turnovers. They also get a lot of deflections, and, and he's the leading player in the, in the league in terms of defensive. Uh, he's the defensive player of the year. He's a second leading scorer. So that happens. I was I was off them in terms of Tina could win before that. That happens. I'm like, all right, we got to look at the pass. past. They still get to the Final Four. You lose Bona, who is your rim protector. I'm fully out now. Like I mean, if if they can't make it a half court, grind it out, guard you game, that's a problem. And if you're losing your two most key defensive players to succeeding in that style, that's an issue. When I thought Clark was going to be Herbert Clark was going to be out most likely for the rest of the year. Um, I bet uh, the the future on Arizona at the time they're plus two ten. I think this was probably, what, five or six days ago before the, before the news. I think right, right as the news broke, I guess, or the day before. Um, bet plus 210, that value came down a little bit. Uh, what is the line right now tonight? Because I, I'm concerned with them long-term. Tonight, Arizona, though, you can throw them off rhythm. What is the line, guys? Uh,
3: right now we're looking at UCLA minus one with a total of
4: 147.5. Yeah, I, I, would, I would take Arizona just, just straight up. I would take them just money line. Um, I don't love Arizona's team either. I think their guards lack dynamism. They don't really—they don't scare you offensively. They're not nearly as versatile defensively. Their bigs are outstanding. We know this, but I think their ceiling is significantly lower than last year. That said, they have beat UCLA at their full complement at their place. Uh, without that full complement of players, and particularly a big, when they have Tabellus and they have uh, Bella, Bello Abolo. I think that's a big issue. So I w- I'm going to play Arizona on the money line. All
3: right, we'll get you out of here on this. You know, because you call these games, you're around these environments. Uh, last night we get Southern Utah to get a win over Utah Valley on a four-point play in the final few seconds in a ridiculous comeback. I just wonder, situationally, what you make now, Southern Utah, coming off of a game like that, now having to come back and play again uh, here today in a final. It seems like, situationally, that would not be the best spot to be in against Grand Canyon.
4: Guys, if you survive in advance, it's a great situation. It doesn't matter how it happened, what went down. You get to play again. And that means you get the flush. You get that you, you. flush what happened last night. You got to let the emotion go, and you got to go to re, you know get on your game, uh, your scout for this team, those two teams. It's a it's a tight line. Those two teams have had good games this year, um, and I think it's it's you were just you feel fortunate to be playing again, and you're ready to su- suit it up again. So I don't think that necessarily impacts the energy expelled. That impacts things a little mm-hmm. bit. You got to see how guys' legs respond from a physical standpoint, but mentally and emotionally. You're still riding the high because guess what? You can play for the big dance tonight. That's all you really want all year long is to be in that situation, and then you're here.
3: Dallin Cuff again over at ESPN College Basketball Analyst, betting analyst, play-by-play guy. Dallin, uh, great work as always, man. We appreciate the time, and keep up the good work because we're big fans. Thank you, man. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you. Yep, you got it. Yeah, Southern Utah. I don't know if you saw how that game went down yesterday, but no. the, a four-point play at the end to give them a win in oh a God. ridiculous comeback, <laughs> and now you got to come back around as a one-point favorite against Grand Canyon. Uh, Todd Simon's done an awesome job with Southern Utah, and... Uh, Todd Simon, of course, former actual interim UNLV head coach for a little bit, uh, did a great job while he was here, and he's done a great job with that Southern Utah squad since he's been there. Really competitive offensive team, and I'm, uh, I'm amazed. I Like, I, I think Dallin's right, right? Like, mentality, like, the mentality of it is, oh, you're flying high. We're playing for a bit today. Right. But holy smokes, I don't know, the energy or whatever it is, the physicality of it, coming yeah, back tough. here to play again.
5: Yeah, it's a tough turnaround. Right? It's
3: incredible. All right. We are underway in the NBA, our first game of the day. The Clippers taking on the New York Knicks. We'll give you an idea of what's going on there as we keep track of everything going on. And uh your Stackhouse was freaking out earlier, He should be freaking out even more because Vandy's down big against Texas a and
2: work. Zumo play.
3: This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID. Open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. is BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
5: A couple quick updates from the Players' Championship. We have a new leader, Minwoo Lee, who's ahead of Scotty Scheffler. He is 13 under par through 12 in his third round. Uh, In a moment, uh, a few minutes ago, we just saw Aaron Rye with a hole-in-one on the famed 17th as he moves to 18. He is eight under par now for his turn.
3: Like it. Uh, Right now, too, we are... Back to trending a little under here in this matchup between Indiana and Penn State. Problem is, Indiana has not held up their end of the bargain. So, in-game totals down to 137.5, 28-20 with 436 left to go. Penn State was scoring, but then Indiana stopped. So, we'll see if the scoring can pick up a little bit here. So, we're sweating over the, uh, all right, 139. Get it together! Let's go. Need some buckets here. Need some buckets. We should also note that, uh, so Pacers, or excuse me, Pacers, Clippers and, um, Knicks are underway, and I wanted to note this weird thing that happened to the market today with this game. Mm-hmm. Currently, the Clippers are up 8-2 in the, uh, let's see, we'll call it eight thirty-one left to go in the first. So Jalen Brunson did not play today, is not playing today. Right. And usually we see the market. Jalen Brunson, I would say, is worth about one and a half points, maybe a little bit more, too. We well, can argue to the point spread for the New York Knicks. Their bench is so good. It's not a slight against Jalen Brunson. Their bench is good. Emmanuel quickly is good. Where there's not a massive drop off if Brunson does Oh, he's the play. obvious
5: sixth man of the year,
3: right? Um, who's yeah. that? Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, you've of been course. telling me that uh, for
5: uh, about th- six th- days th- now.
3: since October. Um, <laughs> Technically, I've believed in Emmanuel quickly since October. I just forgot that I believed in him. <laughs> right,
5: you forgot that you believed in him.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, but I so I brought this up because usually when you see a player like that not play, the market will respond in that the number drops. Not the case. This actually went open six. Close to four and a half. The the Clippers were the six point yeah. favorite, so it's a one and a half point move in favor of the Knicks, despite their best player not playing. So yeah. interesting.
5: Yeah, I thought it was an odd one too. I got close to pulling the trigger on the Clippers, but man, for anybody who's ta- uh, who's listening to hardwood handicappers, JVT and I have talked about this. Yeah, just the consistency continues to be an issue for me, uh, JVT. And the you know Norman Powell, who we love, obviously still out. Um, that's going to be that's going to be a problem. I, you know, we, one of the things that's great about the Clippers is their depth. But you know, you start getting some of these pieces injured, then you know that's when uh, you know that's when things become a problem for them.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, and this is this going to be a fascinating game as we kind of watch it unfold because uh, it is important for both teams, but for the Clippers to kind of stay alive when it comes to this Western Conference race and avoiding the play-in. Um, it's pretty big right now. The Clippers hold a we'll call it. Uh, half game lead over the Dallas Mavericks Golden State Warriors who are both knotted up at 33 losses 34 and 33 so far so an incredible race in the West and uh, maybe trying to get some stuff together because looks pretty good against the Toronto Raptors it was our best performance in like two weeks the Los Angeles Clippers and dare I say breaking in Russell Westbrook somewhat nicely. I think they're kind of getting the roles together.
5: It's It's been interesting because you and I were speculating on how that was going to work out before the signing. I, I do think one of the initial reactions I had was, you know what, he's attacking the rim more than you kind of see from anybody else on the Clippers. So I think that, and that's something you continue to see kind of game in and game out where, all right, hey, it doesn't hurt to be able to add a guy who can attack the rim uh, like he does. So... So far, you know, I I'm, I'm not going to say it's been it's been amazing or it's been terrible, but I you know, again, we we've talked about this uh on hardwood handicappers. This is Western Conference I really do believe is so wide open and there are so many teams including the Clippers, including the Grizzlies, including the Warriors, including the Mavericks that just have massive massive question marks when we talk about what they're going to look like heading into the NBA playoffs, and I think there's a couple teams in the West that we honestly haven't given enough credit to mm-hmm. with the Nuggets and the Kings who, what, they've, they've consistently won from the start of the season to now, and we, we look for reason after reason to hold it against them. You and I talked about this yesterday. I think it's a great point by you that, yes, the Kings' defense is going to rear its ugly head in the NBA playoffs, but you know what? Could they win a play in, uh, a play-in game or two? Absolutely. Could they make some noise in that first round? I think they could. So um, Western Conference betting is really interesting right now because it's a lot of kind of projecting and and predicting what you think the uh, the West is going to look like with some of these injuries on the bigger teams.
3: All right, a fascinating matchup too because this pits the New York Knicks, the best first-half ATS team in the NBA, 43-19-1 against the spread in the first half so far this year. Against Los Angeles Clippers, who have not been very good so far this year, so um,
5: hmm. yeah, yeah. If any, if anything, because we talked about that trend uh, yesterday on Harvard and that was, if anything, this was a game I was I was looking more Clippers live, right? If, if the yeah. Knicks got off to that first uh, half quick start again, I thought there'd be a good time to jump into the Clippers live. Obviously, that situation not looking great right now, but plenty of ways to go as we as it looks like we might have a a tired a sleepy. Sleepy Knicks team uh, out west today.
3: And that was the other part about this. This is what I wanted to bring up. Thank you for reminding me. You were a saint. (laughs) I think (laughs) part of. So, part of the reason I think why the market moved today is I think the market saw Clippers West Coast team playing at one o'clock. Yeah. And thought that this might be a tough spot. Mm -hmm. But the Knicks, first off, it's only three hours away from a normal tip time, like 4 p.m. Pacific time uh, is, you know, when you play on the East Coast if you're out there. Yep. The other thing is. The Knicks have been on the West Coast, so, so, so like it's not like it's not that big of an edge that you would think, right? It's right. not the Knicks coming over and playing a game at ten a.m. out here in the West Coast. Like, no, it's a. I think that was part of the reason why the market oh. moved. I think they situationally thought like, oh, it's a terrible spot for the Clippers playing at one. Like, who cares? It's one uh, o'clock on a Saturday.
5: I think I think you're absolutely correct. This is the middle of a of a uh, four game road trip for the Knicks. Right. That matters just as much. To me. I will say though, I I don't know. It took me years to kind of to 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 actually buy into this early start being a thing. And it was it, it was a Stan Van Gundy talking about this with Hedo Turkaloo when they were together in Orlando. And this is this was the first story I ever heard where I was like, OK, this is a thing, actually, where he would always talk about Hito would sleep till one o'clock in the afternoon, basically, before he started doing anything for the for the game that night. Prep wise, shoot around, whatever, and he, you know, he said this guy had his schedule so set and it worked for him. And players get into these routines that they never want to break. So whenever they would play an earlier game, he talked about he was always concerned about Hedo he whenever they'd have to play those early games because it would throw off his whole, uh, you know, reg- regular routine.
3: Hmm. All right, so at least it affected Hedo Turkoglu back in the day. At least that, yeah. We, we know that I, I to don't be a know fact. how
5: much of an impact that's going to have on current NBA because Hedo's uh, not playing very well uh, recently, mm-hmm. you know?
3: Right. <laughs> so, you know, since we're here, let, uh, let's go to the rest of the card yeah. for, the, for the association because there's a lot of interesting spots uh, that are on the schedule today. It's actually a really deep schedule, too. So I'll I'll give you first, like, where do you want to go? We talked a little bit about Boston Atlanta already. We've obviously uh, gotten into this. I am fascinated by Dallas and Memphis. Coming up later, big injury questions about Kyrie Irving. Uh, Where do you want to go first?
5: Okay, well, I guess the one thing we should point out, uh, I don't know when this came across, but it was not there before the show started. Giannis officially out now. I know he he was looking very questionable earlier. Um, And look, can you read into lines sometimes? Heck, yes, you can, right? That was a Warriors one or pick them basically. basically, uh, with, with Giannis as questionable. If Giannis is, has any chance of playing, that line is not what it is, right, JVT? Right. So, like, it was already... Pretty uh, pretty good chance that he was going to be out. He has officially been da- downgraded to out. So that is Warriors three three and a half now for that game at eight forty Eastern tonight uh, in San Francisco. Uh, didn't want to go there. Just wanted to bring up that point quickly. It's not really a game I have much interest in. Uh, I'm not sure if you do. Uh, the one the, the two that that really really jumped out to me today were just the back to back situations for the Heat and the Hawks. We hit. We're both on the Celtics game. Um, the Heat, man, I, I think I'm not going to have a pregame bet on it, but partially because I have win total stuff in the balance with the Orlando Magic. I, it would be magic or pass, though, for me. Caleb Martin ruled out no Duncan Robinson for the Heat tonight. Kyle Lowry upgraded to questionable, but you know I don't know how much of an impact does Kyle Lowry really make on a game at this yeah. point. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement we can make. Um, so I have my eye on this one. This might be one I choose to just jump in live. Um, caught this note from uh uh one of the heat writers last night. Their most efficient shooting game they've had all year. Last night, when you start breaking out some some of the some of the metrics that you and I look at, mm-hmm. their most efficient shooting game of the season last night in that win over Cleveland. Um, so I, I know it's a it, this is the same sort of thing. Not we're not talking like this is long cross, cross country travel. You're just going up to Orlando, about a 45 minute plane ride for these guys probably. Uh, but still, back to back situation. Magic playing decent basketball. I think the Heat are absolutely terrible and keep getting bailed out by late game situations with coaches, uh, good quality coaching and stuff like that. So, I do lean to the Magic, and I'll probably be looking at them live.
3: All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left in the association that we can get to as well, including a warning for all of you who continue to fade these tanking teams because they are uh, screwing you over, huh? Spurs! This is Live Bet Saturday on v the Sports Betting Network. Become a VSIM Pro subscriber today. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against a spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VSIM Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VSN experts like Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops Peterson. Sign up today, get the betting guides plus full access to VSN through the end of the tournament for only 19 bucks at VSN.com/slash subscribe. I was just lamenting off the air about the cost of soccer for my uh, oldest child. <laughs> so let's just put it this way, Indiana, I would really like. To get that money back, so our Penn State. So let's let's start to ratchet up this story here go. a little bit. All right, there
5: you let's... go. Get Diego's soccer money back. Come on, that's
3: right. Come on, <laughs> man, it's highway that robbery. Is, that is
5: silly, though. That is, what'd you say? It was highway robbery. A bu- couple man. hundred bucks?
3: Yeah, a couple hundred.
5: That's incredible. That is incredible.
3: Love my son. Tell you that much.
5: It's like, hey, let's let's promote youth sports in this country as long as you can afford
3: it. When he tries to put me in a home, I'm just going to tell him, be like, do you know how much I spent for soccer <laughs> when you were a kid? <laughs>
5: I think you're already thinking about that. <laughs> um, all right, lap up have some updates here. NBA, the Knicks storming back a bit, JVT. 20 to 17. Clippers lead right now. Two minutes left to go in the first quarter. Clippers back to that pregame range, five and a half live to and a half the live total. Over in College Hoops, uh, Houston, 10-point lead over Cincinnati. So this is, I guess, hasn't turned into blowout status, status
3: yet. Keeping him at arm's length. That yeah,
5: there you go. Thank you. 42 to 32, uh, 16 and a half minutes left to go in the game. Houston, a 12 and a half point live favorite, 134 and a half your live total. A and M, however, all over Vanderbilt. 49 to 25 at the half. That is a 20 and a half point uh line there live, 147 and a half. The total. I want to throw really quickly because
3: yeah. Vinny mentioned them. They interrupt whenever. Yeah. Te- Texas A&M. I, th- I like the way that that uh, Vinny put it. Like they're not a secret anymore. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M's. We talk about teams that were hot, like coming into it. I think they had won six straight coming into the SEC tournament. They're a top twenty-five team, obviously. But they're playing some really good basketball, and they check a lot of boxes when it comes to winning a championship. So that Texas A&M tree, uh, team, I think, is really intriguing when it comes to the whole thing. They're about fifty to one or so to win the NCAA tournament, and I would not sleep on that team at all.
5: Beat Arkansas last night, right? Yeah, yes. And they, uh, Arkansas. I don't know about you, JVT. This is always the time of year where I start doing the scouting. Yeah, yeah. 67-61 win over Arkansas yeah. last night. This is always the time of year where I start doing the. NBA draft scouting and kind of what I think rookies are going to look like in the NBA. Now, a lot of times, okay, we have Victor Weminyama this year that's going to be coming from overseas. we got Scoot Henderson playing for the Ignite right here in Vegas. Got a bunch of these G League guys that are going to be near the top of the board. Um, when you start digging around and kind of seeing who else in these college teams I go, I'm going to want to watch from an NBA standpoint. I and I, I had to text a couple of people this morning. I'm like, you, all these projections I'm seeing – is Arkansas has got two lottery picks mm. playing on the team. And I know they've, been, they've dealt with some injuries, but two lottery picks playing on this team. So I think A&M having that kind of win over a team that has those type of players, that says something pretty big to me, and I, I'm with you. I think it's a team to watch going forward here.
3: Yes, absolutely. Uh, any other updates? Call yeah, y'all. we got get a Did couple interrupt? more.
5: Yeah. Uh, Dayton and Fordham, this one's close, 36-33 uh, at the half. Dayton, five-and-a-half point live favorite, if you wanted to jump in. Again, that's a live line, not a second-half line. 137-and-a-half, the live total. And then Penn State, 34, Indiana, 26. Hmm, this might be an interesting live bet on Indiana time. Uh, Penn State, laying three-and-a-half, 135-and-a-half, your live numbers why, there. Why Why that? Uh, I think Indiana was. I think Indiana's been playing impressive okay. uh, basketball. I know. I know Penn State's looked good too, but Indiana was one I was kind of kind of had circled uh, today. Four went, went off of a four-point favorite. I'd like to see that line kind of adjust a little bit more than what it's at right now, but I'll be keeping my eyes on it. Uh, over in golf, just real quick, keep you updated over there. The Players Championship. It is still Min Woo Lee with a one-stroke lead over Scotty Scheffler. 13 under par. Minwoo Lee is the Australian. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, 12 under par. David Langmurth, man, what a throwback here. He is six under on his round and a 10 under for the tournament. You've got one, two, three, that is five guys at nine under par. Tommy Fleetwood, Aaron Rye, Chad Raby, uh, Christian Bazuden out, and Adam Svensson all at nine under par. So you got Scheffler, and then you got a bunch of guys. Honestly, JVT, that are not big, big names uh, right there at the top of the leaderboard.
3: Uh-oh. Terrence Mann dinged hey. up a little bit here for the Los Angeles Clippers. That is uh, – looks like he's going to stay on the court. But uh, well,
5: One of the things you and I have discussed, uh, his usage in this in this new backcourt, and uh, now they're going to have even more of an excuse to use him less, it sounds like.
3: Should be starting point guard Terrence Mann. That's, yep. uh, that's what I call him. So uh, a couple of NBA games that we should get to. Before we get out of here, and I wanted to really hit – so we've hit a couple of these other situations. I want to go to – I know it's not the sexiest game. Chicago and Houston. Mm -hmm. Chicago opens up as a seven-point favorite, total of 225.5. Market wide. now we're up to eight with a total of 224.5. So totals come down. Bulls are getting bet up. I just want to point out, and I wrote about this the other day when Houston was playing Indiana, that you are pretty much at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to Houston's rating. And – this team, for lack of a better term, and I don't want to say stumble into covers because that implies some luck, but they are going to have a easier path toward covering because the market is so low on some of these teams. So we take, for example, that game against Indiana the other day, Kelly. Yep. Because the market had gotten so low closes 10 10 and a half they lose by nine in overtime and they'd pushed indiana to overtime and indiana of course flirts with the cover but doesn't ultimately get it there against the houston rockets the rockets have covered three out of the four games Talked about san antonio right getting wins out right left and right and bothering or ruining some parlays and now we get this moment where again the market is moving against the tanking team and they're betting a team on the road in Chicago that is three and ten against the spread in their last 13 games, an abysmal offensive team that has been way overvalued by the betting market before they're going on the road to take on Houston. Yeah. I just I, I find these pretty fascinating because you know what is happening is the market just every day is just, oh, we're gonna play against Houston. Oh, we're gonna play against San Antonio. And you've been getting burned. And I just like. I even put at the end of the column today where it's just like the, the message is the same in this game as it was on Thursday. You are not getting the value you think you are when you're betting these tanking teams.
5: No, I agree. Um, the other one is, uh, you know, you got Kevin Porter Jr. Looks like he's going to be back in the lineup for Houston today. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, one of their most important players and best offensive players uh, coming back into the lineup for Houston. Uh, I agree with you. It would be it would be Houston or pass. This This is one of those kind of – uh, odd games in the NBA, right? Where you, if you just look, you know, kind of recent form, Bulls been playing great defense. We talked about it on the pod the other day. Offense not as great. The Rockets' offense isn't terrible, I don't think, but that defense has been is caught awful. You know what I mean? So you got mm-hmm. to get the the uh, the mixed match of styles here that could be interesting. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know about you. This would be a this could be one of those. Wait a few minutes. Into the game, and if the if the Bulls jump out to an early lead, and you can get the Rockets into double digits live, yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm interested in, uh, then. Otherwise, probably a, probably a pass for me too Also,
3: and uh, this is you know I like to do these exercises, mm-hmm. so tell me if I'm i want going to make sure I have this correct because sometimes I get a little mixed up here. So tell me, all right. So Indiana, like I said, nine and a half on the road against against the Indiana Pacers. Okay, so nine Chicago and a points, was huh? Chicago was no no no. So Houston? So Houston was in Indiana as a a nine-and-a-half-point underdog. That would translate then, if we're back in Houston, to about a a three-and-a-half-point spread in favor of Indiana. Chicago's up to eight now on the road against Houston? Really? Yeah. Like, again, when you're doing that math, that that gap is not there between Chicago and Indiana, but why is that number this high on the road against Houston?
5: Yeah, no, I agree. I think think that's a perfect example because there's really not – I, I mean, are the Bulls a better team? Yeah, but it's it's not by much. It is not by much. So yeah, I, it's great. You always do that exercise. I think it's a great exercise for people to do at home. Compare point spreads, uh, you know, with with similar teams or similar situations, and you know can help help affect your own numbers. I'm with you. It, it, it's it's Houston or past for me tonight.
3: The other thing I wanted to. Uh... Wait for we still don't have official word on Kyrie Irving, correct? He was at shootaround, and that's today. all we have. That's so all.
5: That's all we have. It's
3: kind of a positive that um, he might be might be heading towards playing. My thing here is, and I wrote about this, this morning. If he doesn't play, bet this game under because I don't know who is creating offense for Dallas against the best defensive home team in the NBA in the Memphis Grizzlies.
5: It's a good point um, that I, I mean, got that? No, John Morant, right? Which mm. all which. Helps this total go right. under, right? A, a, a very good offensive player who doesn't, who hurts them defensively when he's on the court. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. That would be, I think it'd be a strong look. Two, 224.5 to 225.5, anywhere in that and range. And the total's right
3: rising, so it would tell me that the market thinks that Kyrie is going to play.
5: Yeah. But if yeah. he ends
3: up not playing, This thing should probably drop like a rock to like 221 and a half, I would think, something in that range.
5: Yeah, the other big one to keep your eye on, just some of the injury stuff for later, Uh, Brandon Ingram, he left that last game with an ankle injury. Questionable today. I would guess that that means likely not playing. Uh, They are laying two against the Thunder at home. We'll keep you updated on all this stuff
3: as we keep going here. Yes, yes, of course we will. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to. More in College Hoops We're waiting for the second half between Indiana and Penn State, and we'll keep track of some of these other contests as well as we roll on.
2: So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
3: This is live bet Saturday on v the sports betting network. That smoke wafting through the air is the corpse of Vanderbilt getting smoked right now. Bet MGM offering college basketball fans a chance to pocket extra cast winnings all season long. Just log into your BetMGM account to receive your College Basketball Parlay Boost token. Then place a College Basketball Parlay with a minimum of four legs using the token. If the parlay hits, you'll have your winnings boosted. Now to Bet, uh, new to BetMGM, download the app and sign up to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Take your shot at winning, a big, making a big win even bigger. Place your four-leg parlay today and boost the excitement of college basketball like never before with a College Basketball Parlay Boost token, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and tends remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You do have to be 21 years of age or older to wager, new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or in New York. I don't know why, but I am reminded of a time when we first opened V Sin, and I was a producer sitting in the chair like Brian Ortega is over there. And a very skinny woman who didn't have much backside, started twerking up against the glass. Oh, yeah, we always get some better uh, Like, right there, like, <laughs> where the coats are, usually. Uh, we can't see it in the camera shot. It's, like, directly right oh, across. Right oh, over right there. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Not behind.
3: No, 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 no. She was, like, doing it for us behind, like, the desk.
5: It was wow. Re- yeah, it
3: was really weird. Okay. Only because, as I said, feel like Brian, you Brian, be- I've
5: never gotten to experience anything like that. Feel like I you I gotta be. You.
3: feel like you got to be working with something if you're going to be twerking, and, uh. <laughs> There's so a lot I of think, sharp edges there, we'll put it that way. I think I I think I win in this category. So I was at Circa, our other studio, and it was late at night. It's like party atmosphere, like a Friday or Saturday. And uh, we're kind of getting ready for the show. It's kind of hectic, doing the whole thing. And I look behind me, and there's this guy and this girl walking behind me, and then boom, just flashed. It's the whole thing. <laughs> whole thing. I was and it was it was not so terrible. And this was yeah. <laughs> it, it was. Was it? It wasn't like your experience, JVT. It was the opposite. Where it, it was, was um, not bad.
5: I would assume circuit gets yes a little bit more rowdy. With yes, that stuff.
3: And, and for those yeah. who do not know either, I would assume this is the producers like the booth in the back. Yeah, the right? producer so in the back. The, the, the that index. that room it's actually has a, a giant glass wall, right, right. so you could see outside into the casino a little bit towards one of the entrances and where so, everybody
5: spills in and out of Fremont. Where from. the smell so, yeah, of marijuana
3: yeah. wafts in <laughs> right. through Fremont Street. You know, like it's a, that's a great spot. I love circuit. I love love all the places we get to broadcast from. We get some great spots. Yeah,
5: j- just a reminder. Just a reminder for everybody out there that does not live in Las Vegas. Maybe Marijuana is legal for you to purchase here. It is not legal for you to smoke wherever the heck you want. Just trying to save you from getting arrested or ended up in security one of your trips out here.
3: I feel like uh, pretty old when I say it. Marijuana. Mar- the uh, Mary Jane, Jane there, Jack. <laughs> dance, with the, dance with the devil, you get your toe stepped on. <laughs> or no, dance with the Mary Jane, you get your toe stepped on. I don't know. All right, Penn State, 36, Indiana, 28, 1906 left to go. We are underway in the second half. So with that... As we are keeping track of the games that are live, we still have some games coming up a little bit later in College Hoops. So, Kelly, you take us where you want to go. What do you want to look at?
5: Yeah, real quick, I just wanted to uh, make note, because I know he's one of your favorite golfers, Adam Stevenson. I mean, Svensson really making a mess of this Spence 14th Kelly. hole. Yeah, really. sorry, Svensson really making a uh, mess of this 14th hole. Svensson. D- don't know why I said Stevenson. Jeez, who could make that mistake? Uh, anyways, yeah, we've got some College Hoops games. How about 2.30 Pacific time now? like john said earlier these games they're all following one another so i'm going to throw you times they're probably going to be about 15 to what, what what's the range 15 to about 35 minutes yeah, after I mean, the it, actual posted time
3: once once the games are over on the court it is a 25 minute break into the next one right so yeah about that
5: um okay tulane and memphis this game uh we'll go to that one Tulane. Uh versus Memphis this game. I gotta pull up odds real quick because I don't have them in front of me because I'm not good at my job. Memphis laying six and one sixty-two. Your total. This is one I did actually end up betting Memphis here. Tulane one and five ATS their last six games. This is a revenge spot for Memphis. Lost to Tulane February 4th, so not all that long ago. Uh, Ken Palm, about a nine-point difference uh, in these two teams, so I thought I was getting a little bit of uh, value here on the Memphis side. Ended up splitting my bet up a little bit first half and a little bit with the full game six. I do that often, JVT, I don't know about you, but the difference, we we bet NBA very heavily. My difference between NBA and college basketball betting I'm going to play a lot more first halves along with my full game in in college basketball because nothing drives me more insane than 18 year olds trying to make key free throws when we have lots of money on the line. So, yes, I will usually split up first half and full game to try to avoid that scenario when I'm laying points.
3: Yeah, I think I would agree in terms of looking at this from the Memphis perspective. One of the things that has bothered me when you look at Tulane, especially in conference play, defensively they have not really been great. Uh, For the season, you're looking at a team that's in the top 50, but a 105.3 defensive rating. They've been about average when they got into uh, American play, and their interior defense specifically has not really been great. Opponents shooting about 52% inside the arc against Tulane, and it's going to be a little bit of a problem. And I think Memphis is not like a a dominant rebounding team by any stretch, but they are a better rebounding team. Tulane's got no presence on the offensive glass at all. I think they were last in American play at offensive rebounding rate. They are yes, below average in terms of defensive rebounding rate. I think this is one where, if we're talking about some of the advantages that go in one column or the other, there's I think a few more that go in the column of Memphis than it would for Tulane. The other interesting thing that I, the thing that I'm pretty fascinated to watch here too. Both teams extremely, extremely fast. Memphis yeah, right, and, I was just looking that up yep, too. Yeah, yep, yeah. Memphis is a top 20 team in terms of uh, tempo. Tulane is actually the second fastest team in the country at 70. What do we have? Three possessions per game. Shockingly enough, though, and this is not unlike this Indiana team. Hence so, the total. Uh, right? Yes, and yeah. the, like, the total is that high for a reason. But also, you know, generally like a team like Indiana, I'll bring them up because Indiana is a really fast team too. But Indiana turns the ball over a lot because they play really quick. To give Tulane credit, they don't really turn the ball over that much. The non-steal turnover percentage, 17th best in the country, only 6.8 percent. They take care of the ball, so I think that's a really big benefit for them. But not really great on the glass. I think that's Memphis something to take advantage of, and their bad defense. So give me Memphis.
5: Okay, I like it. I like it. We are simpatico there. All right, I'm gonna. You got anything on Texas Southern Grambling?
3: Uh, no, I will not pretend okay. that I do have any, I will pass to that
5: day. though. I will hit, uh, we'll get to the big game here later in a little bit. Utah state, San Diego state though, mountain West conference. Yeah. You are a big mountain West conference guy. Let's hit on that one here in the few minutes that we do have left this segment, uh, over at DraftKings, San Diego State, two-point favorite, 138 is your total. We're seeing those exact same numbers here in town at the South Point.
3: Yeah, and this is this is a fascinating game because this is offense versus defense. This is the best offense in the Mountain West versus the best defense in the Mountain West. And you get two on the other, the other side of this matchup. San Diego State offensively has been, okay, top three team in terms of offensive rating in the Mountain West, taking on a Utah State team that's been pretty solid defensively in their own right. Problem here is, and I very much lean towards San Diego State. I think in these sort of settings, defense can kind of make their mark, implement what they want from a pace standpoint a little bit more often than offense can. And I think the one thing that's going to kill San Diego State, if this is going to be the case, they tend to be pretty streaky when it comes to their offense. They don't really have an interior presence at all. They don't get to the free throw line with a ton of regularity either. San Diego State does. And it all depends on one dude, essentially, and that's Matt Bradley who can be a little bit of a chucker. And uh, when you're the better team in almost every single position against San Jose State, he does not need to score efficiently, and that's what happened. He only had eight points last night, one of six inside, two of four from three-point range. But if he's not going to score at a consistent rate, you can defend, but only for so long against this Utah State team. So essentially what this comes down to is Bradley's got to be a little bit more efficient than what he showed against San, Diego, or San Jose State. And, um I would say even a little bit more efficient than what he showed against Colorado State, although he's fine. He was 4 of 8 from the floor. I think this is a really interesting game. I think that the market is getting this right, betting it towards San Diego State. I had them as just under a three-point favorite here. I know Ken Palm and I think Hazelmetrics both have it projected as about a one-point win, Mm -hmm. but I like the San Diego State team quite a bit. Okay. And and I wouldn't overreact to Utah State beating the crap out of New Mexico the other day either.
5: Okay. All right, yeah. My, My notes that I have written down for this game, it says, toss to JVT. So, yeah, yeah, great job with that. Great breakdown there. Uh, Adam Svenson completes his triple bogey, dropping him from 9 to 6 under par. So possible see ya on your uh, Players' Championship uh, chances there. But that is the beauty and the horror of playing on this golf course. Okay, we'll keep moving down the card. Uh, Texas, Kansas, we will hit on that uh, a bunch later. We got other good games. Xavier Marquette will hit on that. A bit, too, before that tips off at 3.30 Pacific time, 6.30 Eastern. Kent State, Toledo, anything you got on that game? I'm going to try to burn through some of the smaller ones. Nothing. Nothing on that one. Okay, UAB FAU at 830 Eastern tonight.
3: I mean, we hit on – I think the, the biggest thing that sticks out, right, is every respective projection has this line flipped. Yes. And yet the market has it the other way. Yep. So, unless we're missing something, and some of those projections are a little slow on the uptick when it comes to certain personnel news, but we haven't really seen – I haven't seen anything for that game, so I think that's what sticks out.
5: Yeah, that was a pick last night, I know, when I first looked at it, moving to a two-point favorite to the UAB side – Today, you're you're locked locked in with a lot more guys than I am. Have you heard anybody any sharp college basketball guys talking about UAB side today?
3: Uh, no, I've heard about UAB big picture, okay. like maybe a okay. team that could be a little bit of a um, a solid squad moving forward. But and and that's maybe that is and maybe that is a reflection of some other sharp minds as well. I mean, that's this is a pretty to move like this and have some of the projections on the other side is pretty interesting.
5: Right, it is. Yeah. It
3: really is. That's it. I thought you had more.
5: No, that's it. We got to oh, go break.
0: Uh, 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 uh...
3: All right, we'll come back, and we'll give you an update really quick. 39 all, 431 left to go. The 6 man of the year candidate and uh, favorite and rightful favorite. Emmanuel quickly <laughs> at the free throw line knocks one down, and uh, it is now a 40-39 lead. Nick's coming back at a terrible early spot for the Los
1: Angeles Clippers.
0: WORK.